You're listening to Swipe East, Swipe West, where we dive into the dating differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley Davis. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Swipe East, Swipe West. I'm your host, Ashley, and this is the podcast comparing dating differences on the East and West Coast, focusing on L.A. and Philly with a little bit of New York. You can find us on Instagram at Swipe East, Swipe West. So I'm going to start off this week with some shout outs, actually. And the first one is for my new friend, Randall, that I connected with with this podcaster's app called Audrey. That's just connecting different podcasters just to spread the word and awareness of their podcast. So he had reached out to me saying that he listened to my podcast and that he enjoyed it, which sidebar, I've been getting some positive feedback from men, which I really wasn't expecting but I'm overjoyed about so men thank you for listening feel free to share this out with your friends like subscribe leave a positive review I am here for it for sure but Randall reached out and so I listened to his podcast as well which is super dope Um, it's called the two for one special and it's a podcast where two brothers go outside the box when it comes to talking about video games and anime. Um, not only will they have you thinking, but you can also enjoy some funny moments and some slow ones. And definitely check them out for some weekly episodes. So admittedly, I am not so much a gamer anymore, but I am a diehard Sailor Moon fan as well as Spirited Away. I love that movie. And when I was a kid, I was a huge gamer. Like I lived in the basement, basically. My parents could not get me away from the screen. Probably also why I have terrible vision. <laughs> um, but I loved Nintendo 64, Mario 64, Zelda, Wave Race, Mario Party. So I think if you are a gamer or even if you want, like me, to listen to some, listen to it for nostalgic reasons, definitely recommend checking them out. Thanks again, Randall, for reaching out and love what you're doing. Keep it up. My next shout out goes to my parents, mom and dad. So it was recently their anniversary the other day. Yay, congratulations. Over 30 years of marriage. You did it. You put up with each other and us, your kids. Congrats. So my dad called me and we were talking on the phone. And he told me how he is an avid listener of this podcast, you know, along with my mom. Thank you, dad. But also slightly horrifying because I talk about not graphic things, but definitely things I had not told my parents. And also thought it was funny that one of his favorite episodes is um, the dating app episode with my friend Noah, where I talk about my celibacy and the fact I have three vibrators. And sorry, dad, for bringing it up again. So you know what, dad, shout out to you. Thanks for being a fan. Appreciate you. I also found it funny. They think, you know, that maybe this will help me get a boyfriend. I think it's going to have the opposite effect, but you know, I really appreciate that optimism and enthusiasm. So shout out to the parentals. (laughs) Thank you both. All right. So those are my shout outs this week. Um, But diving into my weekly update, don't really have too much this weekend. You know, I told my friends I needed to chill, do laundry and clean, not really go out, which means I obviously went out every single day, (laughs) went to a roller disco Friday, my favorite bar Clancy's, um, saw my BFF bouncer D that I've met, gave us uh, some roses, which was super sweet. Thanks, man. Um, And then Sunday, just bopped around, went to Ballast Point, which has great views, and then some gay bars. So fun times all around. I did almost have one date, again, on a dating app, so obviously it didn't work out. (laughs) Um, I was talking to this one guy back and forth. He wanted to hang out Thursday. 
I told him I was free and we were messaging throughout the week. And then Thursday came around and we were messaging into the morning. He replied to me about something and then didn't bring up the date. <laughs> and obviously I'm not going to bring it up also because I'm lazy and I'm busy and I have never met him. So like, I don't care. So I guess we kind of like mutually flaked slash ghosted on each other. Also, he lived in Brentwood, which is like super far from me. So I just didn't really see it going anywhere. So it just it just died and we haven't spoken since. So that's my life update. I'm going to Vegas this weekend with two friends. So I'm super stoked about that. It's one of my favorite places. I was supposed to go for my birthday last year, but obviously that didn't happen. So hopefully I'll have something fun to share, parent appropriate, next week. But it is starting to also get super hot, which means that shot girl summer is in even more effect than it was before, especially with the hot weather coming out, you know, bathing suits everywhere, the beaches here. And that is a perfect transition into our topic today, which is summer culture on the East and West Coast. So today we are actually going to be heavily focusing not only on LA and Philly, but also New York, um, because myself and um, one of my guests, Kayla, um, have gone out in the Hamptons um, a good amount, especially Kayla, because her family has a house there. So we are going to be focusing on those three areas for sure. So I'm definitely excited to talk about that. I know I've been even curious because I didn't really have a true summer out in LA, just given of, you know, the pandemic was my first real summer out here. So I'm really excited to learn about this. I think it's super timely with summer, you know, starting to be in full swing, especially out in LA. So um, just to preface, I could honestly spend an entire episode talking about the Jersey Shore, which is where people in Philly go, the Hamptons, which is where a lot of New Yorkers go. So you're just going to get a little bit of a taste of that in this episode just for timing and for comparisons. But I'm already thinking about maybe a future season, honestly, just focusing on beach culture on the East Coast or wherever else. So already on it, Um, but definitely looking forward to this conversation and any of your feedback. And this week, I have my friends Kayla and Heather with me. So thank you both for joining. Yeah. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Yes. So um, Kayla is based in the Philadelphia area and Heather is based out in the Los Angeles area, but has also lived um, in the East Coast. But I actually met her through a mutual friend that I had met through a meetup group and she invited me to a Valentine's Day party at Heather's and we hit it off and started hanging out. So here we are today. So I'm really excited to have both of them here to talk about summer culture and get their perspectives, especially because Kayla is borderline Gen Z. She's like, right on the cutoff. We haven't had any Gen Zers on this podcast yet. And Heather and I are both millennials. So interested to get that perspective. But I know it's come up on this podcast so far about summer culture. And is there one in LA? Because definitely on the East Coast, and I know Heather can speak to this a little bit too, and definitely Kayla, in the winter months, a lot of times people kind of hunker down, they try to find a boyfriend or girlfriend. Because it's really cold, people maybe aren't going out as much, they don't really want to leave their house, they just want a winter blanket. And then in the summer, people go a little bit crazy, they're not really looking for a relationship, they're going out a lot more, beer gardens are open, rooftops are open, they're going to the beach which is outside of the city in both New York and Philadelphia. So I want to start off talking about the West Coast because I don't know much as much about it. I've only been here for one West Coast summer and it was during the pandemic. So I didn't really get to experience true West Coast summer culture. So 
Heather, like, what do you think? Like, I know it's, it's warm for the most part year round here. I know it gets kind of chilly for, you know, LA in the winter, but like, is there a summer culture? You know, is it's kind of similar to what I just described, like there is on the East Coast. Right. I think on the West Coast, there's just less variety um, because on the East Coast, you have people from all over traveling to the beaches, where on the West Coast, you have kind of this same type of dumb that just live here. Do you know what I mean? And just go to the beach all the time. So you don't get the different experiences of everyone because in L.A., they're so um, separated by neighborhoods that a lot of people don't want to leave them because it's such a sprawl, right? And so going to the beach requires a lot of traveling, a lot of getting into your car, a lot of freeways. And so what you have are just the, the beach communities, um, which in my experience isn't as academic as certain other parts of LA or the East Coast. And so they all kind of live here anyway, just going to the beach year round. And then in the summer, it's kind of like a, it's like just like a binge fest. And so they're dumb, gets exponentially dumber. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, I need you to expand on that a bit more because I've never, I've never heard anyone say that before. Like the kind of dumb and that people that live on the beach are dumb. So well, yeah, it's like they're like, all right, what shorts am I going to wear to ride my bike <laughs> to the beach today? Like without my shirt or shoes, you know what I mean? It's like some <laughs> really important in the dating culture. But in the summer, it's like they just add alcohol and it's like fiesta. You know what I mean? Whereas at least in the East Coast, they're like, I need a button down shirt to go to the beach. And so there's like a little bit more dynamic in the East Coast that I, I see as opposed to here. It's just like a... I, I don't know. I mean, I live at the beach, right? And so this is my conundrum living here is that I don't feel like I can go spit literature with, with these folk. No, like, no offense. They're great. It's like, do you want to play volleyball? Cool. <laughs> you want to like a seltzer? Great. But you want to join a book club? Not so much. Um, so I, I think that's like a primary difference between East and West. And also, um, we were talking before, it's exclusionary for me because I'm not generally the population for that kind of man. You know what I mean? I'm not like 24 inch waist. I'm not like, you know, like Maui Wowie. Um, I'm not like, you know, trying to get on anyone's surfboard. <laughs> I don't have a wedgie. So like, <laughs> like no one's coming for me at the beach. But you know, in the East Coast, I had a bigger chance because I could come and be like, did you read Virginia Woolf? And somebody <laughs> might be a little bit interested. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's really interesting. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, though. So it's almost like, you know, you're living at the beach and it's just kind of like, okay, it's nice weather out. So now I'm just going to live a little bit more at the beach and just do more there. Like nothing's really changing. Right. Do you feel like anyone that maybe lives more inland travels more to the beach in the summer, like because it's warmer, like today it's 80 degrees and I'm sweltering. And like, I live, I, I live at the beach. I mean, I'm one of those dumb people that lives at the beach. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not saying that's like a, a blanket statement. I'm just saying like men specifically. Okay. Not women. I'm talking about like mainly the men and that has been my fundamental problem. And that's why I don't, uh, yeah, that has been my primarily problem. And so do I wish the people in Los Angeles would get in their car and come over? Yes. 
how do I get that to happen? I don't know. We need some incentives here. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause even like, even when it's a hot day, like today, like sweltering 80 degrees, I feel like even, even though I live at the beach, like I don't even really go that much because I'm busy. Like, you know, like I'm still running errands, I'm doing things. Whereas on the East coast, it's like an event to go to the beach. Cause a lot of people don't live there. So I can see where like people that are living even inland, they're not really, unless it's a super hot day and they have a reason to travel to the coast, like they're not really making that trek, especially with two hours of traffic sometimes or down to Orange County, that's even farther. Yeah. So another question I have then is like, what are those people doing in the summer? Anything? Right. I think that most inland or even like in LA County, like the hills, Malibu, um, there's a lot of like pool culture, right? And the hills and, um, and that's really fun. That's a great environment. But also when you have talks about like navigating traffic to get to the beach or pool culture, that also brings in like financial stability, right? Because it takes money to get to the beach. There's a lot of people who can't even get to the beach here because of like highway infrastructure, right? Which like eliminates a lot of people. And then you have pools and pool culture, which kind of like eliminates half of the population of LA too. And so it's really predicated on financial status here, which I imagine in the East Coast is the same, right? You have a house in the Hamptons, you have houses in Jersey Shores, which also like, if you don't, where do you go? Right? So that's like a whole other systematic structure in dating. And so I think if you don't have those things, it's like, what else do you do in LA? Like, um, and I think so LA can be really great with free events too. Like uh, a lot of the museums hold free things. Dodger games are really fun and you can get super cheap tickets. Like I do a ton of things in the summer that don't like involve kind of water, which is good because like not all the time do I want to be in a swimsuit. <laughs> That's true. You know, I know because it can get hot. Like even last year, I remember it would be up to like a hun- over a hundred degrees some days, like in the city. Yeah, yeah, it gets really, really hot in the in mm-hmm. the valley, right? I know there's like there's some. Wait, did you just me- you mentioned pool culture? Yes, that was wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know there's some pools in Philly, right? Like on rooftops and stuff. That's what I heard about. Never been there. Yeah, there's. Some, I mean, there's some buildings with pools, like the Sterling in Center City has a pool, but they're like super. I know that building specifically super strict. Like they're like you can have one guest and they need a wristband. What? At least when I used to go, um, my friends lived there. But other other places like have pools and like some of them you have to pay a fee to have access and. It just really varies. Like, I feel like there's definitely less of a pool culture because people like go to the beach. But again, like Mm -hmm. you need a friend with the beach house or like one of our friends will get like a hotel room in Atlantic City and then like go out to the bars at like different beaches type of thing. I I never I don't know, like I always for like myself, because I didn't have a beach house or access really to a pool. I mostly just stayed in the city and would go to like the rooftop bars and I was like content with that because I had more access to the people that weren't at the beach yeah there was one time though I was out late night at voyeur and met some guy who invited me to his parents pool in the suburbs which for Philly is a bit of a trek and he literally was like I'm gonna have parties there all summer and you know when he invited me to go literally when I was en route to the airport going to LA 
like that's just my look so when I was back in Philly last year I texted him and was like oh is that offer still to stand for your pool party and he remembered me but again invited me right as I was coming back to LA so it might just be a yearly thing whenever I take my summer Philly trip that I text this guy but anyway question for Heather do you feel like people travel a lot in the summer and like leave the city like just completely because I feel there's a lot of transplants here too so do you like last summer I mean again different pandemic but I was like in back in Philly for like three weeks like I wasn't even around for half the summer right you know I don't know I really had like I really slayed last summer I'm not gonna lie like <laughs> you slayed like slayed men <laughs> yeah like I I'm jealous girl I had the opposite issue <laughs> same <laughs> but um but I I was in the city you know Mm -hmm. so um I I didn't know of a lot of people that traveled I mean other than social media and seeing them traveling which is always like admirable and like I should really fucking leave but I just didn't so did you use your Benihana trick that you told me about (laughs) yeah it's a great move you take them to Benihana It's funny because you're the third person to tell me that Benihana is the place to go. And first woman, but third person to tell me that Benihana. Yeah, two oh, guys really? on my one of my earlier episodes told me that Benihana will seal the deal every time. <laughs> well, I mean, it, there, it's true. I mean, at first when I was going, I was like, this is a place you take. Like if you're cheating on your spouse and you're in, and you're in Dallas, right? <laughs> This is the place you take them. No one's ever going to know. And then I started experimenting, like, the colossal shrimp, getting eggs thrown in the fat. You know what I mean? Like, it's always, like, you fuck a birthday. You're always sitting around, like, some psychopath is at your table. You know what I mean? It's, like, a fun time. Like, you can never go wrong at any haunt. It's great. Like, you can, like, make each other giggle. It's really fun. So. And that's if you, like, really like them. If you don't give a shit about the person, don't take them to Benihana. That's a move. If you're trying to, like, get them somewhere, that's the move. If you don't like them, don't take them to Benihana. So if someone takes me to Benihana, I know that I'm in. I've made it. You don't don't deny that request unless you're not feeling it. I feel like Benihana needs to sponsor this podcast. They've come up so many times. Exactly. (laughs) They owe me fucking something. Cool. So, so then my final question before we switch to East Coast then is like, do you think overall on the West Coast, like during the summer, is there like a shift between people looking for a relationship versus a a hookup? Or is it kind of the same year round just because of the weather and, you know, the culture is really not, it doesn't sound like changing too, too much aside from really like the pool culture, which you said is really limiting based on financial status and even networking if if you're not, if you don't have a pool. Right. It's really difficult. Um, I've heard so many varying opinions. Like I've heard that men have a harder time finding a relationship than women because um, women have so many more options than men in a lot of ways. I've also heard that, you know, it's really difficult because things are so shiny here, right? That people are just like, quit, 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 next, 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 you know? And so nobody necessarily wants to settle because everyone is so quick to like aesthetic greatness here that nothing seems ever like enough, right? And so it's really hard for people to settle because they're always having this like dream of something better. 
and so um, when you see something, it, it's like valuable for a few minutes before something else seems nicer. And so it becomes like this recyclable culture out here that makes any kind of substantive connection difficult where I didn't necessarily see that in other places that I've lived. And that becomes kind of devastating for self when you live here and you have to kind of form this connection that's really um, important for yourself or else you're going to get like destroyed, you know? Um, And also like nobody fucking looks like how old they are out here because like surgery is like Mm -hmm. rampant, you know what I mean? And it's like 70 and look amazing. And you're like, how old are you? Like I've been tricked so many times, but in the opposite way, I'm like, oh, I thought you were 40. And they were like, well, actually, I'm 65. I'm like, not me. No, not me. Like, no, thank you. So um, you have to be like careful and also try not to let that like mm-hmm. erode you. The temptation for that is so great here to like really try to, um, to do that to yourself, which I'm always like, oh, anyway. So I think that people are want something meaningful and want something deep. But there's kind of this forgotten sense of how to do that. It's it's so interesting that you're saying all this because I I feel like I agree with that, but I also feel like, and I've talked about this a bit with some other people in different ways, but it's like, I get a sense of that, but I also feel like people are like very intense with their feelings very quickly. Like it's, they'll meet someone and they're like, oh, I really like you. I want to like date you. And it's like very intense, really quick. And then maybe they'll have like a fling or something and it's super intense for like a week. And then they're like, to your point, they meet someone else and then they, they kind of drop you and they're over it. And then they want a relationship with someone else. And it's just, right. It's, it's this the love yeah. bombing, right. And it, it, it comes kind of like narcissistic wound that they've developed from living here. And so it's like, it's like a love bombing that happens and then a discard afterwards because they don't know how to nurture the middle part of that right the kind of evolution and growth of what an actual sincere connection is and so they're really good at the first part and they're really good at the last part but they're not good at the sincerity of any kind of connection in the middle you know and so it becomes kind of this depth of these connections that spark in in this like endorphin of just like dismissal and and that becomes addicting for people it's very strange that I've noticed out here and it's crazy because like for me like when someone coming from the east coast where I find it you know that people look for relationships but I also find it more of like a hookup culture and like relationships kind of they develop more over time and it's slower like when people come on like that intense and that strong, I like immediately pull away and I'm kind of like freaked out. So I haven't even like myself personally gotten involved with anyone like that because it's like a huge red flag to me. But I know people that have gotten into the habit of like those intense, like dismissed, you know, love bombs that you're describing. And it's, it's just so crazy because it's, it is unlike anything that I've really heard of or seen any, anywhere else, at least in my lifetime and experiences. So it's, it's it's crazy and it's really hard to to find a connection but it's but it's almost like these mini relationships like they want these relationships but it's like a serial relationship person that happens year round regardless of the season so it's it's kind of crazy and instead of just like prolonging one meaningful one they parse them out in these little tiny experiences that kind of make a whole thing for them it's very bizarre here 
And I used to fall for it, right? My first year here, I had my heart broken like 18 times because I was like, really? Because I had never really experienced yeah. it either. And like a writer. So I eat, I eat words. That's like my love language. And so like by the 12th time, I was like, you know what? Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> like, I gotta like protect myself because they're really good at it here. You know what I mean? They know exactly what to say. It's like they're smooth motherfuckers and you have to like really protect yourself. Yeah. And then with the convenience factor too, like God forbid you find someone that's like within a 20 minute driving range. You're like, I found the one like that's him. (laughs) I don't have to drive more than an hour. (laughs) No, I know. Yeah. It's crazy. Kayla, Kayla's probably like, this is like eye opening for me. Yeah, I think I would definitely fall for more than 18 times, probably the love bomb. Yeah, I think that's how I work. Like, I I take words very seriously, too. So if someone was like, wow, you seem like such a wonderful match. I mean, or maybe it would throw me off a little. There's been some weird, sometimes it can come off a little bit weird. Have there been any like, dates you've been on recently? Or I know it's weird with the whole pandemic, but has there been any stories? Oh, Heather has Heather has news. Ooh, yeah, I had somebody great, and that's going great. So, um, but before that, I've had just like the myriad of fucking weirdos. Name it. I can give you like two good LA stories, and then I'll I'll end with my my love story. But so um, I moved out here, and I matched with this like beautiful man on Bumble. I was like how did he match with me? This man is goddamn gorgeous, right? And so we met for a few dates and we were going to museums and like going to brunch. And then he had like the biggest dick I've ever seen. It, I mean, I was like, who is this human, right? And he's like gorgeous. And like, I don't know. Him. Boom. He was like, I have something to tell you. And I was like, what? And he was like, well, I'm homeless. <laughs> And he was like, but don't worry, I have some money in Bitcoin. And I was oh like, Oh my god, in Bitcoin. Bye. Like I was like, Oh my god. But like a lot of things like that, right? Just like just like crazy people are here all the time, right? Um you just show up on a date and you're like, Oh, I commented on your thing. I was like Oh yeah. Oh hi. And then I was like, hi. And he goes, sorry, I'm uh, I'm doing this Johnny Depp movie. I uh, am hired to like play him in a biopic and um, like I'm doing him from Benny and June. And so like the whole day people are just like, you're an asshole. You know what I mean? Like everybody thought this guy was an asshole and he like had the hat and he kept doing like the hat and he looked so much like him that at first I was like, Johnny Depp, this is gonna be great. You know what I mean? Like, he was just like a total weirdo. I couldn't even like get into it. Anyway, I just kept like matching with people, matching with people, matching with people, going on dates, going on dates, going on dates. It would be like one guy went on 18 dates with all of our dates were like at nine o'clock at night. We go to a movie. You know 18? what I mean? What would you do? What? How? What? 18 movies? <laughs> I'm like, I can't even sit through like one movie. <laughs> yeah. 18 movies, right? And we go to a movie and then we go to his house to like make out. And that was the thing. And the movie would start really late. So like we would go to like the movie that was like our date. Right. And so the 18th date approached and I was like, do I have like the relationship conversation with him? What do I do here? Like, where is this fucking going? Am I like, is this going to be my life? Like popcorn? Like, should I even bring this up? Do I want to bring this up? I don't know. Do I just dump him? I don't, I don't understand what to do. 
So I was like, hey, um, I don't know if you know this, but we've been on like 18 dates. So I think maybe like we should talk, you know? And he's like, oh, I'm just like not looking for anything serious. And I was like, great, bye. Um, And so like I matched with the person I'm with now. We went on a walk. It was like a very normal human, which in LA is rare, (laughs) really difficult. I had a year long emotional affair with my handyman. Oh, Oh, damn! I I love this story so much. I was in love with my handyman. I would hire him to build shit in my house that didn't need to be built. I have, my house is like woodworking hell right now. I have like planters, a bed frame, a bookshelf. I have shit I don't need, right? This man was beautiful, right? And after like a year long texting every day, emotional affair, we had a hookup. And it was like the heavens opened. I was like, I was in love. I was writing poetry. I have a journal. Did you give him the love poem? Sometimes I would text it to him. Which he would not respond. He wouldn't respond? Would you say he didn't respond? No, we wouldn't respond to the poem. Dick. Uh, I was like in love with this person, right? And um, and it was like a practice in invisibility. It was like the worst thing I've ever been through. And uh, and after we hooked up, he he like was like, you know, I'm just like really beautiful, and I have a lot of options. So it's like really hard for me to like even like hook up with people because like it's just hard. And I was just like crushed. <laughs> And uh, I, I basically told him to fuck off. But um, I, and for sure, I thought he would contact me again because no human would ghost this man, right? So I was like, "Watch me ghost you! Watch me ghost you! And watch you crawl back, right? Watch this hurt! Watch your heart break for me!" It never broke for him. He's never like once contacted me. He called himself beautiful. Oh yeah, he, he is also like, and correct me if I'm wrong, Heather, but he's also like a wannabe actor and those types are like the very even more so than others like egotistical like watch me I'm an actor all girls want me and but also in their defense like a lot of girls in LA as soon as they see a title like oh actor musician they just model brawl yeah model even though most of the times their faces like are literally like not real before and after like who's your doctor like <laughs> even guys your child will not look like that sometimes sometimes Do you guys get a lot of face stuff done depending sometimes yeah honestly okay. if they really want to make it okay so i went i even went and saw a sea witch about this man right i was like how do Wait, i a, a, a what did you say a sea witch about like <sighs> how to make this person love me it's terrible i just like had the biggest crush and I didn't know what to do and um so as soon as I let go and I was like fuck you Josh you know and like and fuck your face and like you know what I mean and I threw out like my little book of poetry and I just like let go and um I met the person I'm with and we went on a walk and uh it was a great walk and then we started to text a lot and we had a lot of things in common and I did do like a lot of breath work because I'm always like, does this person like me? You know what I mean? Like, it's terrible. I don't know how anyone can put up with it. And then um, it's been going great. And we're getting married. So. Yay. Wait, what? Oh my God. Congrats. She's engaged. Or I was like, does anyone in LA get married? Like, how does that work? Because I just always thought of those giant like fuck faces here. You know what I mean? You survived the love bombing. Ooh. 
love bombed all the time now, but it's been like consistent in a long period of time. Damn, that is a major success story. But it took a long time of trusting that because I, you know, you get fucked with here so much. Yeah, a lot of like fake, it sounds like a lot of like fake kind of people who, I don't know, at least actors. I know that's like a stereotype about actors is, you know, like they can play the part. But even some of these people aren't even real actors, so I have no idea. But anyways, congrats again on your engagement. That is so exciting. Crazy. Exciting, though. Yeah. I got a lot of uh, steps until that happens. Hopefully there'll be a good man out here. You're young, though. And you're on the East Coast, so you have better options, in my opinion. Ooh, okay. (laughs) You do. You're not dead yet. Mm, Questionable. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was celibate for like a year or so after living here. <laughs> I was celibate for like six weeks. Because <laughs> that's, that's long for Heather, I guess. So. <laughs> that's like five years in Heather time. <laughs> and didn't, didn't you and your fiance meet in the summer? We met in September. No, it's hot as fuck here. You know what I mean? So actually, yeah. So that is summer. That is LA summer. Summer culture, aside from the pool, not the same. East Coast tied it all together. (laughs) (laughs) Transitioning over then to the East Coast, I feel like East Coast guys, like maybe, I don't know, maybe some of them are like that, but majority in my my experience definitely are are not. And if they are like that, it's definitely more of a winter thing um, where it's cold, like I said before, and you're kind of inside, it's snowing, like no one wants to be outside. And then you get the summer months and it's like an explosion. I think Heather said something to me before, like you see an ankle and you like go nuts. (laughs) Like I can see that. Yeah, definitely. Like the whole cuffing season term. I learned what that was in maybe in college. I was like, I got all excited. I was like a cuffing season. But then you think about it and it's like, how can a relationship just be a season? So I don't know if a lot of people break up during the summer or what, but I feel like at least from my perspective, unless it's a super great relationship, it would kind of would kind of suck to be in a relationship during the summer because there's so much fun stuff to do in Philly, you know? Well, I think that's case in point right there, what you just said. It <laughs> sucks to be in a relationship during the summer. I think a lot of people have that mentality in Philly and New York because unlike LA, we don't live at the beach. You know, you're sent, you're in the city. The beach isn't terribly far. It's like, you know, one to two hours, depending where you go, but it's just a completely different culture when, when you get there. So I know Kayla, you, um, and your family, you guys have a house in the Hamptons. I've been to the Jersey shore plenty of times. Um, I don't have a house there though. So it's a bit different for me when I would go up and like mooch off people for lack of a better (laughs) term. So I don't know, Kayla, if you want to kind of talk about like what your experience has been, you know, and I, you know, you're a fresh college grad. So like what it's been like, like living and trying to like date in the lens of like a summer culture experience and going to the Hamptons and what that's like. Yeah, actually, I have not been on any dates in the Hamptons. Um, I don't know. I mean, my parents have had the house there for like five years at this point, and I haven't met anyone of interest. No offense to the people there. I don't know if it's like a, a me problem or something, but I guess going out, you meet people that you kind of talk to that night and then you have their phone number. And um, you never really, I mean, at least for me, I guess I'm speaking generally, but I always thought it'd be really cool to meet someone at the beach. But I know there's also a lot of like wealth there. 
And that kind of puts me off because I don't know, at least from my mindset, like wealth and kind of like elitism. So I would have to be really careful if I was dating someone, make sure that they were like humble and not obsessed with like the wealth of their family. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's fun places to go out there too. Really fun, like outdoor bars. There's one place called the Talk House, which I go to a lot yes. in Amagansett. Yeah, yeah, we went there together. You have a story about that, right? About going out, or was it not the Talk House? I think we have lots of stories in Amagansett or in the Hamptons. But yeah, the Talk House was our favorite because, I mean, in both the Jersey Shore and the Hamptons, like each beach area is different. So, like in the Hamptons, you know, like Amagansett, like, and you let me know what you think, Kayla. I feel like that's the more like laid back area of the Hamptons as laid back as it can get. Yeah, Amagansett does feel laid back to me. Where was the surf lodge? I think that's in Montauk. Montauk strikes me as more of like elitism, more money. And mm. like we would we would go out and like we're used to like work we were coming from Philly at the time. So we're used to just like jeans and or shorts and a t shirt. And we'd go out and there's like girls dressed to the nines in like yeah. heels and like fancy dresses and like jumpsuits and we were just like we do not fit in here like we had like mustaches on one one night just fake ones that I brought just for fun and people looked at us like we had three heads like <laughs> just walking around I was like I must ask you a question and they were like get the hell away from me <laughs> that is so funny I'm sad I missed that that sounds like such an iconic <laughs> memory yeah but like whereas if we did that even at the talk house honestly or like the Jersey Shore like people would just be like ha that's great like exactly yeah it's just like kind of funny but yeah I don't know like I just it's I just like befriend all the like the the bouncers and bartenders like and I don't even really do anything I'm just polite to them and say hello and then mm -hmm. they just remember you because most people like aren't so like I befriended like the talk house like bouncer so he would always like let us in and cut the line and same at the surf lodge like I met him at a pizza place when so he would like let us in and it's just like I'm like I'm not doing much you know I'm just being nice but I don't know we just had some fun times and but like we met it's a lot of New York City people too so I think that's also very different from like Philly people yeah that's a good point um I haven't had that experience with I mean I haven't had negative experiences with bouncers but I honestly don't know how you do it I've been nice <laughs> to people but I haven't gotten those those ins like you do I remember one time me and my sister were waiting in line and and um she was like oh like Ashley's gonna come out or something like she skipped the line because of this bouncer I was like what <laughs> I'm supposed to know how to do this like I always am here like why don't I have this connection and you just killed it I just stole his hat and he like chased me around <laughs> That's okay. Well, I'll keep that in mind. If I see a bouncer with a hat, maybe I'll get kicked out. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. But that's yeah. funny, though. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, the Hamptons is definitely it's it's definitely a different vibe. And I felt like I mean, we always had fun, but I definitely felt like I didn't fit in as much there as far as like how I dressed and acted Same. compared. Yeah, I I usually wear when I go out, I wear like. I I really like like streetwear style. So I kind of wear I wear like these Adidas sneakers. I mean they're pretty basic. Like I don't know if I'd call that streetwear. But anyways, I wear like pants that are like not not very girly too. I think a lot of like the women that I see going out are very like feminine with their fashion sense and I kind of feel like I dress more like city vibe. So yeah, I don't feel like I fit in either, but it's still fun. Well, yeah, and I felt like the guy, like we met some like normal 
guys there, but a lot of them were kind of like skeevy. Like they'd yeah. be like inviting us to yeah. their house like late. Um, and they'd be like, Oh, I'll spend two hundred dollars on your Uber to come to my house. And I'm like, I'm staying with my friend, like I'm not yeah. with her parents, like I'm not going to your house and like then paying two hundred dollars for my Uber home. Like they were just I don't know. It was just like it was definitely like a very clear hookup culture, like not looking for anything, but like very in your face about it. Like, yeah, I don't like, know how really how else to describe it. A lot of, I think, finance guys from New York City, at least <laughs> yeah. there was one guy who would not stop talking about his startup. And it was so <laughs> it was so annoying. We we're actually me and Allie, my sister, we were like in the car on the way to um, this girl's house i don't know she was like she was like yeah it, it was a mansion it was so weird we didn't know them the only reason i went was because there was a girl there so i felt safer for some reason and then there were all these guys and this one guy just wouldn't stop about his startup it was like poker online poker business and i was like i have no interest no offense but and he was just like it was the most exciting thing for him but yeah like a lot of like finance business people so i think that kind of has to do with why it sounded like that guy kind of thought he could like buy you or something like buy yeah. you for the night which is very problematic well to be honest i i really think it may have been less of that and had to do more with the environment and culture of when you're in the hamptons because actually something that i personally feel is a major difference of hamptons beach culture and jersey shore beach culture is when you're in the hamptons you know it is like we were saying a lot of new york people but there are a lot of people that are there that maybe aren't from New York, for example, us coming up from Philly. And even if the, you know, people are coming from New York, New York is a much bigger city. So, you know, if you're going with your group of friends, the Hamptons is a lot more spread out, I feel like, and they might not, you're going to run into people that you probably may or may not know. So because of that, the vibe that I kind of got as people were going into the Hamptons and it was much more of a what happens in the Hamptons stays in the Hamptons type of mentality. And they were looking for things to happen, you know, kind of in the moment or making plans for when they returned back to the beach, either the next weekend or later in the summer, depending on what they were doing. So because of that, you know, they were really more focused on things happening in that moment in time. So for example, like that guy was probably just trying to, you know, hang out with me that weekend and was willing to do whatever he could to, you know, see me that weekend. Um, whereas in Philly, um, in the Jersey Shore, I think a huge difference there is, you know, Philly's a much smaller city. And a lot of times when you're going down to the shore, yes, like the Hamptons, you're going with your friends, but you're staying within your group of friends. Um, you kind of know who you're going with. And a lot of times when you're going up to meet people, at least from like a hookup, you know, dating relationship situation, you're making plans in advance to meet up with them. Um, or if you're meeting people organically there, there's no rush, right? Because you know that you're going to see them nine times out of 10, 9.9 times out of 10, you're going to see them back in Philly. So you, there isn't an urgency to hook up with them that weekend would a lot of people want it to happen right then and there sure but the, that pressure isn't as intense of as it is maybe in the Hamptons and I think another huge difference too is again because the Jersey Shore it's a lot of Philly people you're kind of going up with your friends you tend to stay with your group of friends and hang out with your circle so 
you know, sometimes I was meeting people outside of my group. A lot of times I wasn't. And I think that was probably most of the time. And the only times that I really was was when I was in Atlantic City, which is basically a more rundown Vegas. And I was honestly in a black hole like every time I was there because it's dark, there's clubs, lots of bachelor, bachelorette parties. And it's still a great time, but it's definitely very different than the rest of the beaches. Whereas in the Hamptons, again, because of that different type of culture and environment, people are trying to meet people outside of their circle. I felt like I met way more people than I did whenever I went down to the shore. And I also think that's maybe why I befriended those bouncers. I don't know. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's what I think it really came down to. And speaking of that, there was this one time we met someone at a gas station called Gas Station Aussie. Your sister, our friend Allie, had a sombrero and she was wearing it out. And some guy was just like talking shit on her for wearing a sombrero out so late. And it was like one o'clock in the morning. And we were <laughs> like, it's 1 a.m. Like he was just so elitist. Like they were very like New York elite. Again, some people weren't like that, but that was definitely like, what you got there yeah that's very weird i feel like there's no time of day that you can or can't wear a sombrero but maybe i'm wrong i know heather i know you lived in new york did you ever like venture out to the hamptons or know any anyone i never but at least these men have jobs out there it's a good point you know what i mean um we met some guys too that like lived in the hamptons also Allie hit it off with one of them (laughs) oh did she (laughs) I'll have to ask her about that. It's funny, too, because like that culture is even so different from like the Philly Jersey Shore culture where like Phil and I feel like Philly and New York, New York, and I can't 100% say to New York because I never lived there. But like they're the same where like once you start approaching like March, April, if you're not dating anyone yet, you try very hard not to date anyone because you know this that summer is coming. And you want, like what you said before, it's like, instead of winter is coming, like summer is coming. Like (laughs) you want to be single to like go to the beach and like meet people and hang out. Cause like Jersey Shore is like, like a total opposite of the Hamptons. Like it's so, it's very laid back and casual. It's almost like kind of like what Heather, what you were describing, like dumb beach, like (laughs) lifestyle, like everyone's drinking like White Claw, like beer bongs on the beach, like, you know, very relaxed and like no one, just no one gives a shit about what, what you're doing. And it's like an event, like you're going for the weekend, people have houses, like, or if you don't have a house, you're probably going to stay with some at someone's house. And then every beach is different. So um, like Margate, it's stereotyped as the beach for like the Jewish community. And then you have like Avalon, which is more of like the more rich, richer beach. Sea Isle is kind of where like, the younger people go. It's kind of like the shit show beach. <laughs> um and just yeah everyone goes and like they'll travel even to different beaches and just like have a good time and then some people would even come drive back like monday morning before work like just to have a sunday fun day like it is definitely a time no matter what beach you're at if you go to the clubs in atlantic city it's a good time and i think just because it's so laid back and relaxed and beach bummy uh that's why it draws a lot of people there i definitely have tons of stories but you know, beach culture, I think on the East Coast even could be an entire season. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll have to do that. Um, but I think uh, some of my more memorable stories is one time I was in Atlantic City for a bachelorette party and um, we met a bachelor party and I hit it off with this one guy who um, his name will not be disclosed. And, you know, we were getting along really well and 
all of a sudden he told me, you know, I, I can't move forward with you because you just made me realize I'm in love with someone else. And I was like, okay, like, I don't really know how I should take that, but um, I'm glad that you have come to this realization. And he told me that it was a married woman. And not only is it a married woman, but she's married to his best friend. And I was just like, okay, mind blown. What the fuck? And he said that he started having feelings for her um, after they had a threesome together. So that's pretty memorable. Um, that, that shows you the type of characters you'll find in Atlantic City. Another time is uh, I was down in Margate with one of my friends and we were meeting up with another group of friends there. So again, that friend to friend Philadelphia connection. And while we were there, um, she actually recognized a friend of her mom's, like in the bar, also married. And then he started hitting on me and tried to take me home, like literally wearing his ring, to which I obviously said no. And my guy friend that was there, one of his friends, like tried swooping in to save me. So that was another eventful memorable time um there's plenty more but just anytime you go out it's just interesting I mean as far as dating goes like you know obviously if I was I always I feel like I somehow always end up with some sort of summer fling whether it's a legitimate fling or some annoying dragged out nonsense but there have been times I've you know tried to make the connection and had to sneak around someone's like parents basement like I'm back in high school so that's that's always fun but you gotta love the Jersey Shore you really do or Sometimes if you don't go to the beach, which a lot of times like I didn't because again, I don't have a beach house, I would stay in the city in Philly. And I actually sometimes preferred that better because in the summer, like Philly has a lot of um, like universities and all the college kids are gone a lot because a lot of people are sorry, Kayla, <laughs> because, because a lot of people sorry. are because a lot of people are at the beach also. Um, it's more empty. So it's easier to go out. There's less lines and it's actually easier to like meet people in the city too. So it's kind of like, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that also, but me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say like, you know, there's the outdoor, I don't remember when this starts, but there's the outdoor, like a bunch of bars, open outdoor things. Doesn't that have a specific name? Uh, yes. You are thinking of Center City Sips, which is when, if anyone doesn't know, it's basically a happy hour that's sponsored by the city um, at certain bars in downtown every Wednesday. Um, and it's basically an, a shit show. And it used to be, I don't know, maybe it's just because I got older, I grew out of it, but it used to be for young professionals. And I feel like each year I lived in Philly, got younger and younger. And um, more and more people kept coming underage. Like one time I was in a bar and people were getting called ambulances on them for like alcohol poisoning by 6 p.m. So I think it got canceled now. Actually, I, I could be wrong, but yeah, it was um, it was fun, but it just started turning into a bit of disaster. Like people were starting fights and stuff, but um, that definitely used to be a at least a pretty big thing. But there's also rooftops and beer gardens that open up as well. Yeah, there's beer gardens and outdoor stuff. And then um, this is unrelated to going out, but um, first Fridays, I think they start in summer maybe i don't know the art museums open up every first friday of every month that's just a cute date idea i don't know i've never done it but there's a lot of good places to go out in philly a lot i like the gayborhood a lot too i've only been once to philly and i would go down to this park and watch like these adults play dungeons and dragon in the really park. it was fucking i didn't even know they yeah. did that 
<laughs> yeah, and it was like live action, and I would bring like coffee and like a bagel, and then I would just sit there and watch for like an hour, and they would just like. <laughs> what park was this? I want to go. I have, I don't know exactly. It was like right downtown, and it was uh, amazing. That's so um, funny. So like definitely check that out. Like just type it in. I mean, probably not right now during the pandemic, but you know what? Probably. I'm sure it's COVID safe. So yeah, I definitely COVID safe. And like you know, they're like dying to do it. I've seen people qu- play a uh, Quidditch before at my school. That was. No, I mean, people take it really serious. Like, they consider it a real sport outside of Harry Potter. But, like, not to shit on, it was just really funny. I couldn't help it. Me and my friend watched for, like, over an hour. Yeah. No, like, maybe, like, they need, like, a combined Quidditch and Dungeons and Dragon thing at the park. And, like, I wasn't the only one. Do you know what I mean? Like, there were other spectators being like, what the fuck is this? Like, you know I mean? That's amazing. I can't believe I missed that. I'm I'm gonna search the city. I'll go to all the parks. I don't care. I need this. I'm sure that would keep more people there in the summer to watch the tournament. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kayla, as I mean, you've been in college up until recently. So I mean, but you also live in the Philly area. So like did any of this like affect your dating life? Like did you like did and like did you like date or choose not to date anyone like in school once the summer came around like was that like a thing for college kids Gen Z borderline <laughs> I may be I don't I may or may not be a unique case I didn't date anyone throughout college um I just couldn't I mean I'm sure there were some great guys I just didn't really run into any that I wanted to like get to know on that level I mean people said stuff like cuffing season. I know I keep bringing that up, but so I guess it was part of the culture. And at school, like a lot of the frat culture, I think impacted whether people wanted to date seriously or not, at least from what I've seen. There's a lot of hookups and stuff, but I would guess that like the winter versus summer thing probably applies pretty well to the universities in Philly too. That makes sense. Well, Heather and Kayla, thank you so much both for joining me this week. I think this was super interesting and engaging for me. I definitely learned a lot about West Coast culture, that's for sure. And to wrap everything up, basically, seasonality does not affect LA. Um, Just because of the weather, everything really seems to be the same year round. There's definitely more of a pool culture in the summer, in the hills, Malibu, but definitely you know, more financial status focused, but love bombing happens year round, which is not ideal for all of us uh, Los Angelinos out here. Um, On the East Coast, however, weather definitely plays a factor. So like Kayla was mentioning, um, in the winter, there's cuffing season. And then in the summer, people, you know, definitely let loose, um, hook up for sure. And there's definitely differences in different East Coast cities. So I know today we gave you a little sneak peek into New York and Philly, at least in the Hamptons versus Jersey Shore beach cultures, which is where people in those cities tend to go. Um, Definitely only a little bit of a taste though. So could, you know, spend a lot of time focusing in on those two cities um, and beaches. So hope you guys learned a lot and enjoy your week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening in. I 
I'd like to thank everyone that's helped make this podcast possible, specifically Kayla McNulty that helped create the podcast, Laura Williamson, Ray Zaragoza, The Kid Inside, Allie Bernstein, Maggie DeBaradine, and Lindsay Weiner that all helped contribute in some sort of way. You can find us on Instagram at swipe, swipe West. Send us a DM with any questions, comments, suggestions. Thank you all again for listening. Have a great rest of your week.